copyrighted program created by Rio Grande. Mr. Costa County Sheriff's Office calling all cars. Attention all cars to broadcast 276 regarding this person. Be on the lookout for Aurelio Cabrera, male American, 30 years old. Last seen on May 30th. That's all. Crime prevention must begin in the high chair, not the electric chair. And in recognizing the truth of his words, it occurred to me that the principle involved also applies to wear and tear prevention in automobiles. Some motorists make it impossible for their cars to give them long and loyal service because they contribute to their delinquency with hobo oil. Tens of thousands of you folks do know the wisdom of safeguarding a motor with real reasons. The money-saving benefits that accrue from keeping a healthy motor in a healthy car with this infallible, indestructible lubricant. A veritable army of motorists depend on this pure 100% paraffin-based motor oil, having learned that real loop can't be broken down by the engine heat at their highest speed. That its quick and smooth flow to every moving part is as constant in cold weather as in hot. When you drive into your tank full of real brandy tracks in the morning, take on a crank case full of real loop or Rio Grande, Pennsylvania. Prevent the wear and tear on both your motor and your pocketbook. See your Rio Grande dealer tomorrow. The facts of the story we are about to hear tonight have been taken in the main from the confidential files of the Sheriff of Contra Costa County. We are therefore asking Sheriff John A. Miller to open our program from the studios of KSFO in San Francisco. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Those of you who are regular listeners to Calling All Cars must have long ago come to the conclusion that the average criminal is a pretty sorry sort of fellow. He doesn't win, and he never can win. He never comes out ahead. For the most part, he doesn't use much originality in the planning or execution of his crime. In telling the story of crime, the work of the law enforcement officer is always the most interesting. Clear-cut cases of premeditated crime for material gains are relatively easy. But occasionally, an officer runs across a case in which the motive is entirely hidden under some complex line of thought. We are going to hear tonight how such a case proved baffling to my officers and how its solution proved again that crime does not pay. Our scene is the office of Sheriff Miller, under Sheriff Al Alvis is making a report. Glad you got here, Sheriff Miller. I was over at the Memorial Day services when I got your message. Now, what's this about a murder? Well, I just got a call from Deputy Sheriff Ralph Harrison of Port Chester. He found a trail of blood leading from a house on a hill down to the water's edge. The body was apparently dumped in the bay. That's all I know. That's enough. Give me that phone. Yeah. 
Get me Charlie Scudero, the police chief of Pittsburgh. I'll have him sent over his Jacqueline hooks and the crew to Port Costa. We'll go over the details on the way. And so began one of the strangest cases on record. Sheriff Miller and his men arrived at the scene of the murder, and a few minutes later were talking it over with Harris. Alan Harrison, let's hear the details. Well, about an hour ago, I was crossing the FP tracks and spotted what I thought looked like blood. I examined it pretty close and was sure of it. Besides blood stains, I found a few pieces that looked like skull bones. Do you have them? Yeah. Wrap them in a paper here. It's human skull, isn't it? Yeah, that's what it is, all right. It's murder, sure as I'm a foot high. What's the rest of the story? Well, I followed the trail along the tracks and down to the edge of the water. And by that, uh pile of big rocks on the shore. Could you see anything in the water? No, it's too deep. Go on. Well, I doubled back on the trail. On the other side of the tracks, the flood leads up through the oats to the top of the slope over there. The trail plain? Uh, I don't say. You see a little uh, house up there, 180 yards from the tracks? Yeah. The flood trail ends in the backyard. Come on, I'll show you. Okay. David, you take the camera and shoot down to the water and get some pictures. Yes, sir. And follow it back up to the house. We'll have this case sewed up in no time. Somebody tried to cover up the stains with dirt. Didn't do a very good job either. Threw a lot of blood splashed around. Let's get in the house. Okay. I knocked when I was up here before, but there wasn't anybody home. Yeah, we'll go in anyway. Better have your gun ready. Still nobody home. Try the door. Careful now. This is Sheriff Miller. Anybody home? Might as well look around while we're here. Yeah. Don't seem to be any signs of a struggle. No. Hey, what's that over in the corner? Looks like clothes. Yeah, look at them. Soaked with blood. And the floor all around here. Blood stains all over it. Yeah. Oh, and look at this. An axe that's been recently cleaned. Probably what the murderer used. But there's no blood left on it now. We might find some under the glass. We can send it over to Dr. Heinrich. Yeah. Thanks, Longo. Come on, let's get down to the water and do some dredging. If we don't bring up anything this time, we'll be forced to give up. That house you pointed out to me belongs to a fellow named Anacleta Torres. Yeah, that's what you said. He's a Mexican working for the S.P. Well, we'll either bring him up or somebody he killed. I don't hardly see you're going to find... Uh, huh? Get something. That's got away. Go back over the spot. Okay. Now, put these things in. Got it this time? Yeah. Now, we'll see what our victim looks like. Here, son. How about you? Take it easy. Hold it, Andy. Good work, boys. Roll it over. Recognizing Parker? Yeah, I believe I do. Horace's best friend, Cabrera. Aurelia Cabrera. Any enemies? Any reason for him to get this? Oh, none that I know of. Say, you don't suppose Horace has been killed too, do you? He might. But if he has, his body's been put someplace else. It isn't here in the bay, that's a fence. Look. Yeah, I was just looking at that. Bullet holes. One in his chest and one in his back. 
Come on, let's get back to shore and talk to some of the townspeople. They may know something. Sheriff Miller and his men began a systematic questioning of neighbors of the missing man. Now, let me get this straight. You say these three men were in your hotel and bought some whiskey earlier in the evening? Yes, they're Taurus and Cabrera and another fellow named Mercedes. This is quite early last night. They're planning to do some drinking at Taurus's house. I see. Well, what's wrong? Oh, just a slight case of murder. Murdering? All three of them? I don't know yet. Cabrera's the only one we've found so far. Uh, where does this Mercedes live? Where? Up the service station and turn to the left. Honest, I don't know. Cabrera and I brought a bottle and went to Torres' house and we got another bottle and drank it here. Torres and Cabrera left about three and I went to bed. Is that all? No, about three o'clock my wife woke me up and said Torres was outside and wanted to see me. What did he want? Well, he said I, I put the man in the water. Go on. I asked him who when, but he didn't answer me. He told me to be quiet. He told me what he'd do if I thought. What did you say to that? say anything. I was afraid of him. Mm-hmm. What else? That's all. Honest, I don't know nothing. I didn't have anything to do with it. I believe you, Mercedes, but don't leave town. We may need you for a witness. Come on, Harrison. Let's go back to Tory's house and wait for him. Uh, I'll phone Sacramento to put an arrest order through on the telephone. He might be anywhere by now. We need the whole state to help us. Last night? No. 
Well, just where were you last night? I was home. All evening? All evening. Oh, if you're not getting any place by lying like this, why don't you come clean and confess? I have nothing to confess. What did you do with the gun you shot Cabrera with? I have no gun. The only gun I have ever seen was in the mood. But you shot him once in the chest and once in the back. You must be mistaken, kid. How can I shoot a man when I have no gun? Uh, come on. We'll lock you up in the Martinez jail and let you think it's over. Maybe you'll change your mind. The next morning, Torres was again questioned. That came the same answer. I am innocent and I can prove it. That night he was formally charged with murder, and ten minutes later had phoned for two attorneys. They left his cell announcing their client was innocent, and that they could prove it before a jury. Sheriff Miller was puzzled. I tell you, Harrison, the man's as guilty as though he'd been caught red handed. But how to prove it? And what was the motive? Uh, might be a woman, maybe jealousy, maybe money, or just plain drunk. Well, I'll pick women and money, one of the two. What we got to establish is sure. Yeah, I guess we will all just have to get in and dig. Go round up the boys and have them cover Fort Costa from top to bottom. Ask everyone who ever knew toys and tell them to stick with it until they uncover something. Yes? It's true. Okay, Harrison, get busy and find something in the report. All right. Uh, hello, Heinrich. Miller of Contra Costa County. Say, you heard about our murder up this way? You haven't. Well, look, come down here, will you? I got a job for you. Yeah. Blood stains and hair and an axe. I want to report on them. You will? Well. Yeah, yeah, I'll be right here. Bye. Several days later, in Sheriff Miller's office. Yeah, got a lead for you, Chief. Good. Let's have it. I got to talking to one of the entertainers in a little cafe in Crockett where Torres and Cabrera used to drink. I think I found your motive. Good word. What's the story? Uh, I'll let the girl tell us. She's outside. Come on, Miss. Sure. Say, is this on the level? You ain't going to get me into this. Oh. Hello, Sheriff. Good morning. Won't you be seated? Thanks. Harrison here tells me you can supply a motive for the murder of Aurelio Cabrera. Is that right? I don't know whether it's a motive, but those two guys were quarreling a few nights ago over some money. I said women or money. Say, I wasn't mixed up in it. I was just the referee, that's all. <laughs> Let's have the details. Sure. Well, uh, I do a little singing, and I just finished my number when this guy, Torres, came over to me. Hey, you. Come over here. Well, look at that. Yeah, just the way I like them. Come here, Yeah, sit down. My name's Shorty. This is my friend, Cabrera. Glad to meet you. How about you, Dan? Dan, you ain't allowed to dance with a customer. Yeah, what's not a tough piece? Well, then I'll buy the drink. Sure. That's better. Hey, wait. Three G's, Hey, what's a good idea? I didn't want to change things. What's the matter with this? Yeah, what's the matter with you, Dan? Okay, okay. Where are you guys from? What's your name? Who wants to know? We do. Sixty cents. Sure. Oh. That's funny. What? What's funny? I had $20 deal in my pocket when we shot out tonight. It's gone. Sure, I know. 
Well, simple. All we have to do is... Just a minute before you tell me. Here's something I want you fellas to thoroughly understand. There should be no rough stuff of any kind. I remember that, no rough stuff. You don't have to worry, sir. There'll be no rough stuff. You see, we found out that Torres is superstitious. Superstitious? Yeah, and how? Now, here's the plan. We'll get a microphone, some wire, and a loudspeaker. Get Torres out of the cell for a few minutes on some pretext. Then we install the speaker. I'm sorry for what I've done. 